This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you will live like Jesus and share His love. We just uh, finished climbing ladders to stop <laughs> sunlight from coming in because there's a drape that doesn't work. Or not a drape, a, a what would you call that? Is that, that a is that considered a blind? A blind, that's yeah. it, that's the word. A blind that is not functioning properly. The sun would have been like squarely on my face uh, this time of the year. But what episode number is this? Uh, I believe this is 54. 54. This is 54. Because you and Chris were 53. Me and Chris were 53. Yeah, good. Okay. So it's good. Yeah, uh, it has been an adventure in the studio this morning, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) First, multi-view did not work. So (laughs) we just had this one camera angle because the other cameras, I don't know. There was nothing. It was janky. Something was not working properly. And so... We opted to just do one camera angle. We're still recording our audio through uh, better microphones. So the thing that JB told you about how Haley has to do it several episodes ago, she actually has to do that for this episode. Yes. Because uh, it's everything was janky. She's going to sync audio to the camera feed, actually, not the program feed that used to come to this little SD drive. So. So there here's you go. Your, here's your uh, audio video production lesson for the day. That's right. Yeah. It's Monday. So it it's just been Monday. extra fun uh, here uh, for this particular mm-hmm. shoot. You know what? Yeah, it's good. But God's it's got good, good things in store. Uh, I drank my entire cup of coffee already. Okay. Just yeah, because we, were, we, were, we so. were. So what, what, what did you taste when you drank it? This is from Say in Brooklyn. Okay. I know it's in Ethiopia. Okay. That's all I know. Here is the little, they give you very Oh, cool. so you haven't even, uh, have you no haven't even looked at the note. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. So as I, as I, I was sipping it earlier, see, I was, I was going to say pear. Okay. And there's some sort of. Like my, I initially wanted to say lavender, but mm-hmm. there's, but I don't. Lavender is not right. Mm-hmm. There's something almost floral. Okay. I I don't know. So that's what I've got: pear and some sort of floral. Mm-hmm. I'm saying pomegranate and uh, raspberries again. I okay. I say red raspberries often, but well, but you were was it last time you and I were here? That's when you nailed it. First time just, in like a 200 episodes. Got it. <laughs> this is Ethiopian uh, kel. Kelchele. Gedeb produces some of the best coffees in the world, which is why we've been working there for several several years. This is our first year working with the Chelchele washing station. We're very pleased with this cup of peach candy. Okay. Jasmine pearls. What? What is jasmine? But jasmine is floral. It's true. It's true. And cantaloupe. Huh. So... There we go. Peach this is an cantaloupe. Ethiopian land trace variety from the Gedeb Yirgacheff region, and it was grown at 2,000 meters, harvested in January of 23. It even shows you, this is one thing I really like about Say. They show you everything about cost. Everything. What the farmers paid. Yeah. Everything. It's really cool. That's you know, cool. You talk about fair trade stuff. I did, not, I did um, not get peach or cantaloupe on that. No. But. No. Handpicked at peakness, floated to further remove defects, depulped, grade one density separated. I have no idea what that means. Fermented underwater for 36 hours, dried on raised beds for 10 to 14 days before it comes to us to drink. That's quite the process. That's serious. Say is very, very like super serious coffee place. 
in Brooklyn. Very good coffee. We now have a subscription once a month. We get one bag per month in the green room for the worship team. Uh, from, from Say. say? Yep. Okay. We decided, I just kept forgetting to bring coffee and I would text Lisa like in the green room on Sunday mornings. Like, Can you bring me 25 grams of coffee? And so finally I was like, you know what? We have a hospitality budget on our worship team. We should order a bag of coffee. Well, and you should, I mean, I think it's totally appropriate that you take good care of that team. I, we've yeah. talked about this before, right? I think without exception, the worship team members put in more time, right? These are, these are volunteers, right? Mm-hmm. They serve as a, yeah. as a labor of love, right? But they put in more mm-hmm. hours than any other. Of which you're a part. Um, change, right. But I mean, they, you've got team members that are putting mm-hmm. in buku hours, yeah. man. Like yeah. you've got like when Caleb or Dustin, yes. like when they lead, like yes. that's a huge, they that's do. a huge time commitment. They do. And Caleb so, and Dustin, to be fair, Caleb and Dustin are modestly compensated when they do that. Which is very appropriate. Modestly. It is appropriate because it's hours of practice at home. Thursdays are three hours and then Sundays are six-ish. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, you're, you're, you're looking at <clears throat> nine to ten hours of literally building time on our worship team well, on the but, weeks you serve. But that doesn't even factor in. So like this past weekend, right, you had some team members, several team <laughs> members that served Friday night at Holy Spirit weekend, served Saturday morning at Holy Spirit weekend, yes. and then served Sunday morning. Yes. So this is a Thursday night, yes. a Friday night, mm-hmm. Saturday morning, Sunday morning, you know, until two till of those noon people, 30. Two of those people, Josh, were at the life group leadership meeting last Holy night. Holy moly. In the evening. <laughs> Bethany and Karen. I was like, whoa. I did not expect to see them there, but I was like, whoa. These people, they're serious. So uh, this, yes. is a, this is a serious thing to, yeah. to all y'all Radiant Lifers. Uh, I would highly encourage you, as you interact with the members of our worship team, thank them yes. for all the, of what people. they do. Like They pour a ton of time and energy into... Uh, helping guide us into the the presence of God through worship and music. Uh, mm-hmm. Just they do a phenomenal job. We are super super grateful for them and what they do. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage you and ask that you would extend that same appreciation to them as well. So. Shameless plug for listeners and viewers. There are a lot of musicians. There's a lot of vocalists on our team, but there is an entire group of people who serve on our team who are worship leaders that are leading worship from a camera that are leading worship from a switcher, Mm. that are leading worship from a broadcast mixing board, that are leading worship from an in-ear monitor board, that are leading worship from a front of house board, that are leading worship from lights, that are leading worship from ProPresenter. Listeners, viewers, maybe you aren't a part of a small group yet, uh, a life group. Mm. And the worship team is really just a pretty big life group. Uh, We have discipleship every week. We eat together twice a week. For those who serve, we eat Thursday nights together. We have discipleship. Sunday mornings, we have a team of people who serve breakfast to us. They're just amazing. We need the calories like to get through the day. But maybe God, you know, is calling you to take a next step at Radiant Life and join uh, the worship team as part of our broadcast and tech team. I mean, you have no idea what these, these folks do. Every time we put a worship service on at our church, Josh, it's 25 people in the worship department, mm-hmm. 25 people that it takes. When we're fully staffed, it's 25 people um, to serve the the 900,000 people that come to the church and then however many are watching online. And so we would, I would encourage you, reach out to me, Josh, any of our other worship team members. We would love to talk to you about uh, joining the worship team. I didn't get to 
think I would get to to promote. Uh, no, uh, dude, this is good. This is good. Team. I mean, because here's yeah. the reality, <clears throat> right? We're in a bad way right now, particularly Josh. for those that like pro presenter. You know, engage us uh, online primarily, right? Like that doesn't just happen. Right, <laughs> there's not just like no. a magic button that we push. Boop, no chat, and now everything is director. online. I mean, yeah. there's a ton of stuff that goes into all of yeah. that. Rachel, so. Tammy, uh, Jason, Steve, Haley, uh, Julie, Ellie. There's a bunch of camera operator people and switchers. Eli, our lighting director. I mean, there's there's a lot of people. Karen oversees Pro Presenter, but Pro Presenter is a real thing that we are in desperate need well and that's a huge that's a huge oh. uh, engagement tool right like if you know, the timing is you, off you guys are playing music if we don't know the song from memory right we need to see the words yes <clears throat> and it's our pro presenter right. specialist who yes make sure that that happens yes so so yeah yeah well cool i i, I green stamp that shameless plug uh <laughs> because it is i mean it really does it takes it takes a lot to to it do does. what we we do every week yeah uh and there are a, there's a awesome team of people that participate in that if you want to be part of that team and we want to grow we've got other vision for other cool things that we want to do um so at any rate episode 54 our coffee was is good josh is. is gone yeah it is i um, man I, I drained that bugger uh you know what there's like half you get, a, you get half a, drop. a sip left there i noticed inside of our cups we're gonna have to talk to the the manufacturers yours particularly yeah looks it's, like it's like quitting it's on kind you. of well it's kind of cool it's got like this got like crack you know, thing i mean it's it's, it's still like cracked or something it's still holds ceramic. its liquid but it's like yeah. it's kind of a cool effect yeah i, I don't have like that yours in mind. doesn't look like that no, not even a little bit. Maybe my 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 mug is scared of me. It's like no, 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 don't drink coffee out of me. Yeah, I don't know. It was good coffee though. It was really good coffee. Again, I didn't get the notes that they said, but I had some really I'm fantastic wrong most coffee. Of the time. I was in California last week for work. How'd that go? It was really good uh, business wise. I got a lot of great leads, and I got to uh, see a lot of the pastors that I serve. Got to spend some time with David Guzik. Okay, so this who, was a Calvary Chapel thing. It's the international, huge. Okay, because you, I mean, you did SBC. I done that SBC. One? That's that was generally when is summer? That? Is summer August ish. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but then I do four other Calvary chapels that are regional. But this was the international at um, in Diamond Bar, Chino Hills area of California. So okay. in Inland Empire. So this is about an hour in from L.A. Um, but I got to see a bunch of guys that I serve, and which is always great um, client retention kind of kind of thing. And then connect with some new people. But I had some really good coffee when I was there. Okay. Uh, I went to a place called Grid. It's owned by. Uh, there's a lot of um, Asian people in the Chino Hills area. So there's, I mean, there's whole neighborhoods and communities of stores where there's no English at all on the mm. store signs. It's all Asian. And it, this was a Korean owned um, cafe and they served a cold brew that was a concentrate. And then by gram diluted with water it was really, really delicious cold brew. And it was a super cool, like really hip shop. And they only serve coffee from this South Korean uh, coffee roasting company. And the guy told me, huh. as a Korean gentleman behind the counter, the barista, and he said, uh, most of your Korean cafes in our area, they only serve. And it was like a S word. I couldn't even think of, but had great coffee. I'm going to tell you this, though. The barbecue in California, it's about like their politics. It's complete trash. <laughs> Do you love that joke? <laughs> right? It is garbage. I went to three barbecue places. I'm like, you know, come on. The one thing that they do have there that's better than than what we have here is, have you ever had tri-tip, Josh? I don't think Part so. Part of the beef? Tri-tip Not that steak? I know of. Bro. What is... So West Coast people, it's a cut. 
Okay. But there's a lot of people who grill and smoke tri-tip on the West Coast. In the Midwest, you don't hear about tri-tip very much. I've never. But you can go to Central Meats or any of the local places and you can get, you can request tri-tip. But like if you go to Meyer or Walmart, you're not going to see tri-tip mm. in the meat, meat area. So I had tri-tip at all three places. That was wonderful. That was really good. Maybe it's because I don't so, get it very often. So that's like their... Their niche it's or just a thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's their niche. I mean, there's other places that do it, but like if you go to Texas, you don't see tri-tip. If you go to South Carolina, the Carolinas, you're not going to get tri-tip. If you go to like hmm. Memphis, St. Louis style uh, uh, barbecue, you're not going to get tri-tip. No, tri-tip seems to be a West coast thing. Okay. Uh, but the barbecue also, it was all these, like, it was uh, like when I go to barbecue, I expect like a Chipotle or a subway style line right you go up and they got the meat on on a butcher block and you order a, pa a quarter pound of sausage you order a quarter pound of smoked turkey whatever you want and you get like a cafe tray and it's got meat by the pound mm -hmm. and that's all you get maybe they'll have baked beans and whatever this these were all like restaurants like you go in and you sit down oh and they, and they like tables and they come and it's this giant menu and they serve all kinds of other stuff it was like more they give you like your paper silverware and paper straw well, no this like was that. all like <laughs> silverware paper definitely definitely <laughs> that the other crazy thing is i love running on trails we're totally sideways here that's all right uh i love running on the trail and i got to run in the chino hills mostly running a lot of walking as well because some of the grade was like pretty ridiculous oh. so i roll up to the this one trail that i ran uh already once when i was there i ran several in the area um and as i'm pulling the the car up a coyote goes right across the street and mm. like through the wooded area. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. And uh, they have a sign on the trail that says there's rattlesnakes and, and coyotes. And the trail's so wide. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to step on a rattlesnake. Like it would be nearly impossible. You'd have to be blind to not see mm. a giant snake in there. So didn't see, didn't even hear any rattles. But I'm coming around the trail. And I come around a corner in like this valley area way up, you know, come down from this mountainous kind of hill area. And I come down this valley area, I come around the corner and I'm saying for me to probably 30 feet, two coyotes go right across the trail in front of me. And I stop for a moment and I clap really loud and they ran off. Is that how you're supposed to navigate? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Do they make coyote spray? Like they make bear spray? Yeah, I'm sure they do. <laughs> uh, but I was a little startled. So... I thought I'm going to call my wife while I'm on the trail. And if I get attacked by a uh, coyote, she Dude, can a coyotes not going to attack a person. I don't know. I don't know. So I come around the, tr there's more coyotes. Like there are coyotes in these, in these hills. They did not bother me, snarl at me, bark or growl or anything whatsoever. They were skittish and ran off. So I was told by the locals exactly what you said. Generally coyotes will not bother you in any way. Generally, unless they're in a pack. Like unless mm. there's like a larger group of them, then they will be cantankerous. But you're not like, you're yeah. not the, okay. So I, I, this was years ago. I remember there was a farmer that my dad knew like, and he would, he would go out and kill coyotes. Yes. And the way that he was livestock, the way that he would bring them in mm -hmm. is he would play like a recording of a crying baby or of like a hurt animal. That scares me. No, no, no but like, because they, because <laughs> they're, they're pansies. Right, coyotes uh, okay. are pansies. Okay. Like they're like, oh, okay. here's something that's weak or injured. Right, that I can deal with. So me, I'm act, not acting weak or injured. Right, you're just like, hey, I'm gonna kick your, kick your butt. I, I will say coyote. we had a coyote at the farm place before we moved to the lake, and my my boxer dog Ruby, 
she was fighting with the dog and then she got loose and went to the neighbor neighbor's area. We, we drive the vehicle around to go get her. She's fighting with the dog against this garage. Lisa's with her and trying to get her to come in the van. And Lisa gets closer to try to break up this fight. And she sees right away. Ruby has this coyote pinned against the garage mm. and is tearing up this coyote. And Lisa's like, didn't want to mess with it. Cause you know, a <laughs> yeah, dog bites one thing. You can survive that. But coyotes, who knows what kind of yuck they have in their mouth, whatever. But yeah, there's some stories about coyotes for you today. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Coyotes and coffee. Yeah. That's you the, and Chris that's the, were, name, of, that's the so name of the episode for I you, listened, Haley. I listened and I didn't watch, but I listened to the episode while I was uh, in California. I'm like, you guys are so much more disciplined about the content and conversation than I am. So there's not a, there's not a, you guys, if anyone's disciplined with this, Chris, Chris, it's not me. So it's me and you. <laughs> We're the common denominator. <laughs> oh man. I get all kinds of sideways. So yeah, I, I, you know, and then on the video, like we had some guest appearance about the 45 minute mark. I didn't see that from, uh, from a couple of bands. That's why fish said that in the group. Text. Dude, it was so random. Yeah, because like, I'm like, at the 46 minute mark. I'm like, like, I don't think these guys even watch our podcast. Why no. are they so? Because they kept asking me, hey, is the podcast out yet? Is the podcast? I'm like, well, <laughs> you guys don't even care. Playing, like, playing games. <laughs> Which we know, uh, I said this, you heard that, that uh, Brandon is like my shirt, surface of the sun, uh, surface of the sun yellow in his temperament. Uh, likes to play games and joke about. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, it was fun with Chris. It's good to be back in the studio. Oh, man, Chris. Next week, next week, I still got to figure out who I'm going to have on because you're yes, out of town again, right? I am. So, I will be at the Boss, Boss, Boss uh, area, the GLR, uh, oh. filming for Dr. Conrad. So, I've got okay. a day of filming there. Um, I had an idea, Josh. I'll just ask you on camera. But I don't think you could take an entire day. That's virtually impossible for either of us to do such a thing <laughs> that I'm about to describe. But you come with me. Oh, there you go. And we shoot it at the GLR headquarters. Don't you normally shoot on Tuesdays? I normally shoot almost 99. This is the first time I have not shot on a Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. I almost always. Because Tuesday nights for me are almost always uh, cohort, life group, Bibles, something with ministry. Um and other days don't work. Thursdays are bad for me because I've got worship stuff. Fridays, I generally take a half day to go mm. into the Sabbath. Um, so Wednesdays are like, but it just didn't work for Chris. Chris was coming back from uh, he's sabbatical. A, he's a busy guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super important dude. And so, uh, yeah. But I thought about that. I thought, hey, we should uh, we sometime film an episode there, if not uh, this coming Monday. Okay. Yeah, I know we've got uh, this Monday we are doing our annual christmas decorating that's why church. i can't make it so yeah. i don't <laughs> so i'm gonna do that i'm pretty worthless my pretty much my <laughs> the extent of my contribution is i bring christmas trees in from the barn okay uh because you don't you and don't want them? me to yeah you don't want me to decorate mm. i'm okay i am worthless mm. from a decorating standpoint um yeah. so yeah I, I will schlep things around same and then I'll shoot a podcast. <laughs> this was the second year in a row that I just so happened to have <laughs> <That's right. laughs> something going on during Christmas decoration time. You're like, oh, shucks. Dang guys. it, man. That's right. I feel so bad yeah. about that. <laughs> <laughs> and the staff that does not watch or listen to our podcast won't hear this joke <laughs> that I've just made. <laughs> any rate, Pastor right. Pam. Pam is now our Groups and connections, connections pastor, pastor. Yep. connections pastor, connections, connections pastor. pastor, fantastic. She finished up her uh, licensing through the through the Wesleyan denomination. Yeah, is she's she cranking it out. 
Are any, is anybody know. going for ordination? I don't know. I've debated. Josh, I almost just, well, I did cry a little bit. Uh, those who know me, I cry pretty easily. The last ordination was just beautiful. Oh. Oh, my gosh. No, they do a good job with to that. To see Dr. Schmidt and Dr. Conrad um, and the way that they spoke, the impartation of authority. Mm. You know, when Dr. Schmidt kept saying, take the word of God. And he said, preach the word of God with authority or take authority. Take authority. Take authority and preach yep. the word of God. Oh, it was so powerful. They gave them this Bible. These people were kneeling. Hands were, oh my To lay out of hands, which is a- It was just- Biblical. Yes. And I hope that we will do that for Pam mm. at some point. Laying on of hands. That's important. I, I agree with you. The elders stuff. should lay, lay hands. But anyway, she did a fantastic job. Week two in our Everyday Disciples series. Uh, this was uh, the second component of Force for Good. Um, yeah. We're 16 minutes in. I can see oh, the little, is it? I, the little know, tiny I was actually wondering. I was right like, there. man, it? we don't have a timer. How no. are we going to do this? Usually we have a giant timer behind us. Well, uh, oh, Okay. That says 42 minutes. Well, yeah, but audio has oh, been rolling it. for like yeah. a long time. Yeah, but Haley's anyway. got like all kinds of stuff to just randomly listen to. I'm going to cut that out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> She'll hear us working with the screw gun trying to fix the lighting issue. Come. Okay. Uh, force for good. Um, great message. Great message. Uh, Josh, what do you have uh, up front? Well, so just her tagline, right? Force for good. Having kingdom mm-hmm. impact where you live, work, and play. Again, mm-hmm. which is kind of a theme throughout these mm-hmm. everyday disciple things. That yeah. idea of where you live, work, and play. Um, I want to look, I was, I really liked when she unpacked, uh, salt and light, yes, but she did, she, she, she shared a little bit of a, a scary statistic, I have that too. right? She looked at that, uh, the data from that Gallup, uh, mm-hmm. poll, uh, 2001, 61% of the people polled felt that Christianity was a positive force. Influence, right? This yeah. is like a, a good thing. Mm-hmm. 61%. Uh, 20 years later in 2021, mm-hmm. uh, that number was down to 37%. And that's crazy. And <clears throat> 36% of those 37% polled were followers of Jesus. <laughs> so actually only 1% of those polled who didn't follow Jesus believed from the outside looking in that Christianity was a positive uh, force for good. That's kind of a sad Sad comment. Yeah, that is that is like quintessentially de- defined as post post postmodern post uh, Christian. So there are some that would actually say we're not we're not post Christian. We've actually moved Pagan. into being pre Christian to where it's like oh, we we essentially wow. where we essentially function as wow. the world did before Jesus even came on the scene. Oh man! So I don't, there, I've heard a couple of people reference that, and they they use that term pre Christian. Maybe that's why you're you're hearing a lot of excitement from podcasters. I know I hear a lot of people, you know, just talk Francis Chan talking about the, just the amazing things that potentially could happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know the church in Iran and Iraq is growing faster than any church ever on the face of the earth. The revival that's happening in those two countries. It's, it's shocking. It's astounding. My parents sent me this really cool testimony, like 10 minutes from uh, CBN. I think it's the Christian broadcasting. Oh Network. yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and this uh, Arab gentleman who was part of the Hezbollah, he was actually a, f- a freedom fighter in Hezbollah and how he had this dream and this encounter with Jesus. Didn't know it was Jesus, but Jesus revealed himself to him, became born again. And now is this force for good to bring peace between Palestinians and uh, Jewish people. Which on that note, yeah, 
be in prayer, right? Obviously, yeah, yeah. as the conflict continues between Palestine uh, and, is in Palestine you know, and, and Israel. Yes, yes. A lot of lives lost. Oh, um, and horrid, hmm. just dark. War is ugly. War never solves anything, mm. and on either side of of the conflict. Um, yeah, I think we could camp there pretty easily. Yeah, but, but we want to talk about light. So she took this from Matthew chapter five, verses thirteen through me, sixteen. You're gonna read, read yeah. that. Good. Uh, as usual, this is out of the New Living Translation. It says, "You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Mm. Can you make it salty again? Mm. It'll be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless." You're the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. Mm-hmm. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Hmm. Salt losing its saltiness. I, I Think about that phrase. Like, Have you ever had salt that wasn't salty? No. I'm not, I'm not sure what that means. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. I've so, never. Is it a functional thing, though? Yeah. I mean, I mean, cause mm-hmm. a, yeah. Well, well, we can't think. Well, yeah. Well, salt doesn't lose its saltiness. So, haha, mm-hmm. gotcha, Jesus. Well, no, but <laughs> <laughs> but it still could cure meat. It can still preserve. It right. can still yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're saying, hey, mm-hmm. if it loses its flavor, like, what good is it? Like, if it lo- if it if it doesn't carry out its its designed function. Mm-hmm. Like, what good is it kind of mm-hmm. thing? And, you know, and then Pam, she kind of unpacked uh, that. Oh, did I, did I skip a page? Where is it? You know, she un, she unpacked several aspects of what it salt, means to be salt uh, mm-hmm. and kind of and what that looks like for us as followers of Jesus. How do we be salty? That's right. <laughs> We're supposed to be salty, apparently. Yeah. I um, liked how Pam really uh, talked about how important it is for us to be weird. Mm. For us to be different, for us to be kind of set apart from the world, I thought that was a fantastic, because uh, we really are supposed to be different. But not weird for the sake of being weird. Like, no. have you, you ever met yeah. somebody like that? Yeah. Like yeah. that? <laughs> it's like, yeah. ah! Well, I mean, <laughs> a lot of conservative Christianity is that way. A lot of it is weird just for the sake of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like these kitschy (laughs) phrases and like some of the terrible music and, you know, Hey, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good music that came out of of the Christian scene. But yes, there's unfortunately like film. I mean, like we have a kind of the, when you think Christian media, unfortunately you don't think, Oh, this is going to be a high quality product. Yes. I can't wait to see this. Yes. It's, I I'm gonna go on record here and say until the chosen, there has not been a single Christian film that was like good, like real. You know what I mean? Well, like the Left Behind, and what's the ones with Kirk Cameron where he talks about divorce or not losing your marriage or oh, see, I mean, I, okay, house not super, not super high quality, but yes. I think th- those the were content. better. Those were better. Yeah. You had you had uh, Fireproof, and then okay courageous yeah so he did one based on what about the one where the guy gets hit by a car and it's raining outside and oh all. god's not dead yeah with kevin sorbo yeah yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying mm. i like the message love the message until the chosen the chosen <laughs> is just stunning the acting the writing it is so good it is so good so good 
I'll take your word for it. <laughs> you still haven't watched any? Yet? No, Josh, you're gonna. No. You got to watch it. I don't need a. Watch you know, you you're pulling a mayonnaise here. Do you want me to tell you what that I'm means? Pulling a mayonnaise. I, JB, does I this. really okay. I really I want you to tell me what this means. I have never put mayonnaise in my mouth ever. I will not eat it, and I'm convinced, and I know that it's a terrible, horrible thing. <laughs> and I get people all the time. They're like, "Have you tried it? No, I will not try it. This is you." With, with the, the chosen. chosen yeah okay so okay i like it i get it i get it because there's some things it's like there's i'm not I, no way no way deviled egg never eaten that in my life i'll never put that in my body so just to mess with people now i'm going to start yeah. to refer to the chosen as jb's mayonnaise <laughs> oh jb's mayonnaise <laughs> are you talking about the jb's mayonnaise show <laughs> oh man but oh josh i wish you would watch it and arm yourself with more bullets for your uh perspective on the chosen i wish you would watch it even to be confirmed in your beliefs i I, I receive that i Truly. receive that i'm probably, I'm probably not gonna watch episode it or two is not i receive great, that but eventually it's like Oh man, this is like the best. This is the so good, deeply moving, deeply moving. Anyway, Gosh. so one of the things that really stood out to me is when Pam said to be a disciple uh, before we make disciples. Part of being being salty is actually being a follower of Jesus, which brings mm. flavor and texture and 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 contrast to our lives. And other people see that, and then they decide, hey. I want to be salty too. I want to follow Jesus too, but we can't, we can't be this. We can't be salty until we're salty. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So let's work through, unless you want to go somewhere else first, let's work through some of these aspects of salt okay. that, that she talked about. Yeah. So the first thing is uh, salt can be used as a preservative. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, she talked about this idea and this is my, my, paraphrase we're called to offer preservation to those in a dying rotting i think she used the word decaying world Mm. so let's get practical what does that look like Mm -hmm. right for those of us that well well, how how do i preserve help preserve people Mm -hmm. in a decaying world well you think about what jesus did he he cared for the poor he cared for those who were less fortunate than than us so i think a way to preserve is literally to preserve life Um, you know, she talked about us being salty and talked about us being different, being weird. I think it talks about even, I think for, for me, particularly being a person who preserves life from conception Mm. to the end of life, you know, thinking about, uh, protecting and preserving the life of the unborn through those who are less fortunate to those who are. Yeah. Nice. No, she, uh, you know, earlier in the message, she talked about something that triggered a thought in my mind i was i was at a conference a week or two ago yeah you guys went to uh, dallas yeah yeah we were in dallas which psh, dude have you ever had hard eight pit barbecue no but texas this is for is, real bro this is a barbecue joint you would appreciate so okay. i'm getting back to the barbecue conversation yeah. so you walk in yeah and they've just got smokers grills mm-hmm. all in this like covered porch kind of area yeah and you walk up they've got your metal cafe tray they open up this huge grill and you know you can see all the listening to me you're like oh hey yeah mm-hmm. give me like a, mm-hmm. hey, a half pound of brisket hey give me a I dude in there. i got a pork chop really so i i now i had never been to this place before matt gingrich matty g uh he he turned us on to this place okay um 
And I'm like, oh yeah, hey, I'll try some of that chicken. I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. give me a give me a pork chop. They're like, you know, it's a it's a whole pork chop. I'm like, bro, I can eat a pork chop. Yeah, give me, give me a pork like- chop. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, little you know, little pork chop. They give me this pork chop, dude. It is it is two and a half inches thick. Oh dang! And this thing is you know yay bigger. It's like a pound. Oh, this thing has got to be a pound. Easy. Wow. Easy. I'm like, wow. Oh, okay. How'd you fare? This was your concern. I did it. I had to save some of my chicken for later. For later, I had that for breakfast the next morning. For sure. But dude, phenomenal. I phenomenal. I think I've been there. I think I have been to Hard A. Is it outside of Dallas? It's not in the metro area. Uh, it's a little bit outside. Yeah, where, like in one of the bedroom communities. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm sure. trying to remember where. The I mean, there's area, a ton of. It was. It was here. really good. Yeah. Well, how did I get to that again? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Preserving conference. Preserving. Conference. Yeah. So uh, this pastor Jeff Jones, I referenced him in the last uh, episode too, but he said, and I haven't, I haven't looked it up to see if this is actually true. He said historically pandemics were were something that would draw people to the church a pandemic would hit people would would flock to the church Mm -hmm. until covid Mm -hmm. Uh, because like there was this huge shift right so you know as we're talking about like this this preservation this hey how do we engage with people how do we preserve life you know in fact early on in the church this was one of the things that that made christians stand out Right. They're going to go into the homes where people are sick. Mm-hmm. They're going to provide care. They're yeah. going to they're going to save the, the babies that are. Yeah, right. I mean, Pam talked Christians about were really kind of the genesis of, mm-hmm. of a lot of these these healthcare institutions. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they're like, hey, we think of their to, names. We need to invest in mm-hmm. uh, preserving life. Mm-hmm. And and they did that. And yeah, until COVID and everyone just lost their friggin mind. Yeah. And yeah. We, we saw probably the opposite effect, yep. uh, if anything, yes. <laughs> the, the way that Christians, at least in the United States, the way that Christians handled this mm-hmm. uh, probably contributed more to pushing people away yeah. than. Uh, and as much as in. a third of those folks that left during COVID are not, they have not come back. It's not re-engaged. Almost 2024. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. so, so preserve yeah. a life. Uh, I like it. But yeah, like you said, that could be super practical. Mm-hmm. Do we engage in in identifying areas of brokenness around us, mm-hmm. whether it's physical brokenness, relational brokenness, mm-hmm. spiritual brokenness? Yeah. Do we step into those places of brokenness yeah. and bring the hope and healing that Jesus Christ offers? I think it, it pract- I think it has to be that. I mean, it has to be. We have to have hands and feet. Um, I don't think social justice is the only thing that needs to be done as followers of Christ, but it needs to be part of what we do because it's what Jesus did. But even that, like even even social justice, it has to be done in connection with God's design. Scripture. Right? Because otherwise we're just, we get yeah. it wrong. The definitions. If we, if we just pursued yeah. justice without God. And the definitions vertical around that. And a term. horizontal. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So that's that's preservation. Okay. Um, The next thing she said, it pulls out the full flavor. Hmm. She talked about drawing out the good in the world. Mm-hmm. Like ketchup on steak, she said. Uh, which, hmm. yeah. Did you notice both services, like maybe one or two people out of a thousand? Because that's just, why would you do that? Yes. And, and here's, yeah. like I actually, I turned to, to Nicole, my wife, when she said that, she's like, you know what? I put ketchup on for saltiness. I'm like, put salt on it for the saltiness. Ketchup isn't salty. Like, <laughs> is, it, is it salty? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't, I don't like ketchup. I don't eat it either. Like if I could only pick, I know you're not a condiment guy, but yeah. if I could pick one condiment, like, and that's the only condiment I could Barbecue. have for the rest. Oh, see, uh, mustard. 
Mustard. You're a mustard oh, guy. Oh, I love mustard. So you like the vinegar kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a barbecue sauce guy, but um, yeah, ketchup in on steak. Pam? I don't even put ketchup on burgers or hot dogs. No. Because it's just I don't, bleh. I don't eat it at all. Ketchup is not good. Yeah. Sorry. All right. If, if Throw it in the comments. Yeah. If you are of that very, very small percentage of people that ruins a steak with ketchup yeah uh, just you know just admit it, it confess it own it and we will pray for you mikey used to have a t-shirt that said i put ketchup on my ketchup oh <laughs> see i've never man i've just never my grandma harima was she would put ketchup on everything and it's like grandma like why would you ruin that perfectly good meal with ketchup i don't know <laughs> yeah. but so draw out the good in the world yeah this is something that i think uh unfortunately the church in at least in the united states has done poorly we're really good at focusing on the things that are wrong mm -hmm. and the things that everybody should fix right uh we don't always do a good job of highlighting uh mm -hmm. the beauty or the good mm -hmm. like there's this tension because we live in a broken world but there are things that are good and beautiful and right and mm -hmm. and awesome yeah we should we should lift those things up yeah part mm -hmm. of the part of the preserving can be just communicating the joy of god mm. You know the joy of of uh, of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. You know uh, Daniel Fusco, one of the pastors I work for. You know he he says often like nobody you know n nobody likes a grumpy Christian. Mm. I mean that shouldn't be a thing. You know everybody goes to a funk sometimes, of course, but as a whole we should be joyful people because that can feel very preserving. Like that can bring hope uh, in a world where there just isn't very much. Well, Pam made a statement. Where is it? I've got a couple quotes. Oh, where did I put it? I forgot my normal notebook, so I've got like six little itty-bitty pages. Mm -hmm. That's what I use is these little ones. Oh, she said, may we be an extension of God's beauty, love, and hope to this world. Mm. Not a bunch of grumpy gusses. Yeah, no. yeah, that doesn't help anybody. Right, it doesn't help anybody. All right, yeah. what were you? What, where, what, what did you have? Anything else uh, on that? No, pool, nothing else on preserving. No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things she said about salt is it creates thirst. Mm. Uh, so she, the challenge yeah. was to create, help create thirst for God. Do we do that? Which I think ties into what we were just talking about, mm -hmm. right? If I'm if I'm running around like, and and my body language, my facial expressions, my tone of voice, mm -hmm. the way that I act, if all of that communicates that I'm pretty miserable. Right. <laughs> like, I'm not, I, I, whatever you got, I don't want that because yeah. apparently it sucks. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think the, the most recent political climate, both progressive and conservative sides, uh, highlight that. Right. Mm. I mean, how many people were just really jerks during, during the, and, and even now just, just really, really, really extreme perspectives on whatever side of the fence that you live on, um, that who wants to be a part of that? Mm. Like that is that that divisiveness and that that separation. Yes, we are supposed to be distinct. We are supposed to be separate, but not in a rude and hurtful way. Well, so let's fast forward because Pam actually, and there's a couple more. Uh, well, no, that was the last one because she just said, "Hey, salt can also be destructive, right?" She showed that Corrosive. image of that of that of that car, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like a Michigan or a you know. More yep. northern state yep, yep. car, you know, the rust. paint in the body is eaten away with rust. Mm -hmm. She said, hey, salt can be destructive. So we have to be careful. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting. Several years ago, I mean, many, many years ago, I was in a Bible study with a guy. And, and his approach to life was he says, hey, Jesus says we're supposed to be the, the salt 
of the earth. He says, salt in the wound burns. So, man, I just got to get out there and like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if that's what he meant. Like, I there, there's probably part of that, right? You know, because Jesus came in and I, I think of like a salt in the wound. He's like brood of vipers. Yeah, but I don't. But in the context of what he's talking about here. Right. I don't know that he's saying, hey, we got to go out and just burn people. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no. I mean, sometimes salt can be healing. Sometimes it can be. Yeah. I, I think of like the two edged sword of the scriptures. Right. Mm. Sometimes the, the, the word brings this comfort and it's a, a healing sort of salve. Other times it cuts deep. You know. But can, which can can be healing, right? I mean, there's yeah. times you need surgery, right? You got yep. you got to cut it and get this crap out. Yep, yep. Uh, to actually be able to to, to heal, mm-hmm. I just think approaching things from the standpoint of like, hey, yeah, I just got to get, get out there and like be salt in people's wounds in the sense that I'm going to go out and like make sure they yeah. know, yeah, y'all are wrong, y'all yeah. are. I got to, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, uh. yeah. Nah, I don't think that's a good approach. We have a lot of people in the in the body of Christ that are persuaded that that is the way that they should live. Mm. And that's, that's uh, not good. No, that's yeah. not, no. that doesn't, that doesn't make people thirst for God. No. <laughs> Makes people think y'all a bunch of jerks. Yeah. Again, we, we speak truth, but we speak truth in love. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a pretty consistent theme. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I liked Pam's exercise. She actually asked us to close our eyes. This was right out of a book that our staff is currently going mm. through. Uh, and she asked us to think uh, about God's smiling, accepting, warm gaze upon mm. us, that he is accepting us. Um, the face of God, particularly, she said. And she said uh, that we should think on this. And in my mind, I'm thinking is salt and light. As we think about God's acceptance, how is that the lens through which we are salty, right? Uh, can you be salty and joyful at the same time? Yes. And that's probably what's most important is to have that balance between um, saying, okay, you are a creature made in the image of God, loved, beloved, uh, but you're not living into the best that God has for you. So you're accepted and loved, but God loves you enough not to leave you the same. Mm. He wants you to change. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that exercise. That was good. God is best seen through his people. She said that. That was a quote from um, a, a different person, but she she shared that with us. And our lives um, can spiritually salt the earth. Mm. Our lives, our very lives can can have this impact um, I think that was one of the last things she said before she transitioned into talking about light. Um, I, don't, I don't. Do you have more on salt? Uh, I think that was that was just about it. I mean, she didn't go quite as deep on the light aspect, but I mean, you see, you know, yeah. in that passage, you know, it talks about being the light and talks about let your good deeds shine out for all to mm-hmm. see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. Right? So this is this is the way that we live, right? Are we mm-hmm. engaged in these deeds? Again, and she she hit on it, right? This isn't that we we don't do these things to earn, right? And this is this is an overflow of it's a response mm-hmm. to what God has already done, already given us, mm-hmm. and our and our deeds flow out of that. James talks about how you know faith has to be married with deeds, mm-hmm. or the faith that doesn't produce anything mm-hmm. is worthless. It's not real. Dead is what he said. Right? He's like. Psh. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't do a whole lot of anything. Yeah. The problem, though, is we we often take that that scripture and then we begin to quantify it and compare, mm-hmm. right? So we say, "I have X, you have X, because you're not the X that I am. You're less." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
uh, versus just saying, you know, God has different callings and capacities for every person. Yes. And uh, the important thing is that you are, that you do have works. Works are important. Works prove faith. Um, and uh, we, we can, depending on our theological side of things, we can miss that. Mm. We can miss that. Yep. Um, no, now talk, talk for a minute, right? Cause this is, there's a, maybe a little tension here because elsewhere in this, the same discourse, right? In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus kind of calls people out for doing things visibly, right? I mean, this, you have this, right. Hey, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Yeah. Uh, don't, you know, go, go secret, pray fasting. in secret, like fasting. Mm-hmm. This is something that's done in yeah. quiet. Yeah. How do we, how do we hold these things in tension? Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, he's doing all these things saying, Hey, don't do this in front of men yeah but here he's saying let yeah. your good deeds shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven i'm really happy you brought that up because <clears throat> I, I do think that it has to do all all with intention josh because mm. i know particularly on the 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 subject of fasting you know i i grew up in a context where it's like if you are fasting you don't talk to anybody about it you mm. don't tell anybody about it you don't tell anybody you're fasting so i don't think is really what that scripture's meaning i think the scripture's meaning why right and so i've i've been in a practice uh lately of doing uh sort of more community-based fasts with other followers of christ mm. i found it deeply meaningful it has nothing to do with um uh, an act of of uh, vaunting oneself it's to say we're coming together for a common purpose as hands feet fingers you know ears uh, mouths of the body of christ i think jesus was in every regard uh challenging motive mm-hmm. he was challenging the heart the heart yeah. yeah. Which is the theme in the Sermon on the Mount. <laughs> exactly. You know, why are, and, and I mean, to take that back to salt, you know, if you are salty, why are you being salty? You know, just to prove your point, like just to, uh, just to be the one that's right. Mm. Or is it because you love that person? Because you know that to be salty in this particular circumstance is to actually display the love of God. You know, when the prophets said what they said many times in the, in the old covenant, the old Testament, um, not always, but it was love. I mean, Jonah, particularly Jonah said, I don't want to go tell these people because I know that you are loving and you are forgiving and you're going to forgive them. I don't want them to be forgiven. I'm not going. That's right. <laughs> you know? like he knew the character and nature of God and disagreed with it on an internal, you know, and you, you do have those. I, I think we, I think we act that way often. You know, you think I don't, I, I want to withhold the forgiveness of God that he can bestow upon another person through me uh, because I, I would rather be upset at them. I'd mm-hmm. rather be angry. I'd rather hold on to that bitterness uh, for what they've said, what they've done. Um, so I'm convinced fasting. Uh, I mean, do we post it on Facebook? No. Well, and I I think back in our more series, I think I, I lamented this, right? It was, it was the time where you see all these people like running around wearing t-shirts saying, oh, I did the 30 hour famine. I'm like, yeah. Eh. <laughs> what about this is one of my pet peeves. What about the people who get on Facebook or social media? Forgive me, watchers, listeners, if you've done this. I'm not <clears throat> I'm trying to be less salty. <laughs> that say, hey everybody, I'm going on a 30-day fast from social media. So bye. <laughs> <laughs> that is a pet peeve of mine personally. You do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm like, just don't post. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, just, just just stay off of social media. Just, yeah, uh, I think really no need to announce it. If anybody has concern for you, they'll text or call you. You know, like there's other ways I can get a hold of you. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
But so I, I, I agree with you. Right. And that's where I think it is an important distinction. Right? And Jesus tells us what our motive mm. should be in our good deeds in this passage. Mm. Like our motive should be, I want people to see God in this thing that I do. Kingdom expansion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Being a force for good and kingdom impact yeah. where we live, work and play. Mm-hmm. It's not to build my kingdom. It's to build his kingdom. Yeah. Right? And, and later in the Sermon on the Mount, as, as you said, Jesus calls out this heart issue, this this wrong motive, mm-hmm. particularly in the Pharisees. They go, oh, you do this so that people see you and, and mm-hmm. say, oh, wow, look at Bobby. Mm-hmm. He's so awesome. Right. Like he's fasting. He's doing this. He prays these beautiful prayers out in mm-hmm. public. Uh, and, I mean, their heart was to draw attention to them, to mm-hmm. have the appearance of righteousness. It's like the rich man and the widow, you know, uh, the rich man announces this great giving thing that he did at the church and the widow brings in the last two mites, it says, the last of what she had. And, and Jesus said, I tell you that she'll go home justified because she gave everything that she had. And she didn't announce it. She didn't, you know, it wasn't like some beating of a drum. There weren't trumpets playing as she dropped yeah. off her money bags. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. The, the why is, I think we, we come back to that a lot here on Radiant Reflections here now on episode 54 of season three. Uh, the why about Christianity, faith, practices, disciplines, obedience is as important as the thing itself. And I think that's, you know, that's why Jesus even said in that text that we're, we're looking at where this, this message came from of the Pharisees do as they say, but not as they do. Now, stop and think about that. They were obedient to all those things. So when he says the word do, I think we can read between the lines and he's saying, as they do Mm. the way, the methods by which they obey me, because he wouldn't have said, obey the things that they've said to do. If he didn't want us to, he's really challenging the motives and the heart behind the the why. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So I I think that the motive is probably one of the most important things for us to consider Mm -hmm. as followers of Jesus. If we're going to consider how to be a force for good, Uh, Back to the social justice conversation, the why has everything to do uh, with how God sees it. I mean, we could be doing all the good things that need to be done, but if it's not for the right reasons... Well, you also have people that do it. What is what's the term they use these days? Like virtue signaling, mm-hmm. right? You've got the people that they 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 do things to look like right. They care about something right. to look like they're involved in something, even mm-hmm. if they actually aren't. Right, right. They're like, oh yeah, look at I, mm-hmm. I changed my profile picture to this. Yes. Great. So what? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Like that doesn't do jack crap. To, to solve any problems in the world. Right. right? Like, <laughs> Literally just you identifying. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And you might not yeah. even care about it. But if all yeah. of a sudden culture says, oh, this it's is a cool big thing. deal. Like, yeah. oh, yep, hey, let's quick uh, flip that profile picture over to this. Yep. I agree. Sorry. I agree. A little no. ranty on that one. I, I liked what Pam said she, when she was talking about light, Josh. Uh, she said, God isn't looking for ability. He's mm. looking for availability. And I think that was a quote from a, a message that you had given. Oh, I don't think it. No, I think that no. was a Pam original. Oh, was it? That was a Pam original, okay. I think. Yeah, I, I've heard that before. I mean, I've I've actually heard that before. Oh, I don't know if it was okay. a Pam original. So not a Pam original, but it but, wasn't. It wasn't me. Yeah, I don't think she got okay. that from me. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, God isn't looking for abilities; looking for availability. So, to be a force for good starts with just saying yes to God, to yeah. saying, "Hey, um, I'm here, Lord." You know, I when I first got saved. I remember late nineties when I first got saved, um, 
that was a big part of my prayer life in Isaiah chapter nine. I would pray those those words, hear my Lord, send me. Because mm. I didn't know, like I, I knew some desires that I had as a follower, but I would spend time praying, Lord, here am I, send me. Here am I, Lord, send me. I am a man among unclean, mm. unclean people. I'm a man of unclean lips. Here am I, send me. And just asking God to do that work because I didn't know, mm. 20 year old, Kid didn't know what was supposed to be done other than just to be good and yep. read your Bible, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, you know, being, being available to God, what, I mean, what does that look like, Josh? And I'll so, go ahead and say this. You're probably one of the better people at this that, that I'm aware of, because I will constantly be walking through the church building. I know you're, you've got meetings, different things going on. You're a busy guy, just like the next, and you'll be standing in the cafe talking with volunteers. I'll be 30 minutes back in the green room doing something else. And you're still, I'll come back through. You're still ministering and taking time mm. to talk and pray and to, to have eye connection with a person, facial connection with a person, uh, expressing God's joy over them. Um, how, how does, how, how are you a person that's available like that? So, you know, Pam, I think did Pam use that term, like the, like the holy interruptions or something like that. Yeah. She I mean, did. one of her she questions did. is, am I allowing Holy Spirit mm -hmm. space? I haven't always had that. I don't think, you know, not to, not to the, to the same extent. Uh, several years ago, my word for the year was presence mm. because I was totally convicted. I was, I was, it was a Sunday morning. Like it was a, uh, at the time, we're doing three services. Mm -hmm. I mean, so you you know, you oh, remember. Yeah, I mean, we're like, it's it's about to be it, that way again. Hippity hoppity. Like, yeah. like we're just moving and grooving, jamming. Yes. Like, yes. And and I had somebody stop me in the lobby and they're trying to tell me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, I got to I gotta go do this thing. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, Holy Spirit totally convicted me. Like, mm -hmm. really? This, this thing you had, to, which probably wasn't even, I don't even remember what it was because mm -hmm. it was probably of no real sure. <laughs> importance sure. Uh, versus like, Hey, here's Joe and Joe wants to talk to you, mm -hmm. which is the ministry. And that's the ministry. It and is so there the was ministry. a, there was a huge conviction yeah. for, for like, okay. Yeah. So my word for that year was present. Like I want to mm -hmm. be able to be present with people. What did you do Josh practically to become more present slash we'll use Pam's word available. What did you do? You had to make choices. Well, so it's in now then moving forward from there. Uh, well, first, I apologize to the, the gentleman that I mm. totally brushed off in the lobby. Um, but then it was it was like, hey, somebody comes up to me. It's like, yep, you know what? Mm. This is why I'm here. <laughs> like this, this is literally this As is why shepherd. I'm here. Mm -hmm. uh, this is more important than whatever it is I was going to do. Yeah. So it was it was just yeah. trying to be more conscious of that and reminding myself of the why. Mm -hmm. Why am I in this building? Mm-hmm. Why am I a pastor? To minister to people. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't need to go plug in a microphone. I don't need to go, you know, whatever. I mean, those are things that you need to happen, right? But like uh, yeah. But yeah. that can wait. Like yeah. right now, this is this is the more important yeah. thing. What's the most important Pe people, thing? People. People. Like being mm -hmm. people over projects kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it, it's it's gonna be more important that I take time here. Yeah. Than I go, you know, grade an assignment for the Reading Institute. Yeah. Yeah, so. that, that will, I find that even with my, my family, right. With my wife and kids and the biggest, the biggest problem with, oh. <laughs> with our, with our presence, I think and availability to others, um, which is a way of being available to God mm -hmm. 
being available to others is a way of being available to God because God wants to use each of us to minister. I found that way uh, I'll, <laughs> uh, with text messages. Sometimes I'll get text messages, you know, in the middle of the day or whatever, when I'm trying to work and get stuff done. And I, I became aware of that same thing where I was mm. just very curtly answering people. Da, 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 da. And I, what I began to say to people was, I got this and I want to give this the attention that it deserves. So I'm going to respond later. Mm. Just letting them know I love and care for you. And I, this thing that you've asked me about or, or whatever is, I want to be a part of that, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to give it the, the squared up attention. Um, multitasking is probably the biggest farce when it comes yeah. to. <laughs> Pretty sure the devil came up with that one. Yeah. Yeah. We can't That's do it. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What else on light? I, I will let me say share this part of it. Pam said to know Jesus is to love Jesus and loving Jesus is obeying Jesus. Mm. That sequencing of words, knowing Jesus first. And when you know who he is, you will love him. Mm -hmm. And because you love him, your love will be in obedience to him. Mm -hmm. I thought that was like a John 14 through 16 chapters, 14 through 16 mm perfect summary like it was really really powerful mm -hmm. no it was good yeah it was good um i mean she had that just that that uh ending three questions well the question but then she just talked about hey let's be salt and light in a tasteless dark world mm -hmm. you know kind of thing mm -hmm. uh, so which is good, true good challenge which uh we hit on one of those questions already am i allowing holy spirit space to interrupt mm -hmm. uh, which i love so i i've probably talked about this before on the podcast uh, and I totally stole this from my wife, right? This is my wife's prayer for years and years and years and years and years has been, Lord, help me be in the right place at the right time and do and say the right thing. Mm. Like that's her prayer. prayer. And that's, you know, bounce back to our conversation a few minutes ago. That's been something where, you know, I like structure. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I don't always handle it well when my, my routine or my plan is interrupted. I'm selfish. Right, like I, I don't always respond well, but, but particularly on the days where I remember to pray that prayer in the morning, mm -hmm. Lord, hey, I'm going into my day, mm -hmm. help me be in the right place mm -hmm. at the right time, and do and say the right things. Mm -hmm. Let's say something goes totally sideways. I'm not where I planned to be. Which it does. My my timetable didn't happen the way that it was supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. All these other things, and there's just that moment. That, you know what? I asked God to have me where I needed to be when I needed to be there. I'm going to trust yeah. that he's answering that prayer. That multi view not working right. and glaring sunshine <laughs> through the studio window I wasn't, and SD I wasn't cards. Trying, I wasn't talking about no, no, that. I You're was. Not, okay. No, okay. I'm like, you know, hey, uh, because we, you know, we're usually done by now recording, right? We've got appointments the next next thing. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm usually back in the office by now. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so no, I agree with that. How, how am I open to the Holy spirit interrupting? And she said something in passing or no, no, John said something in passing when he was closing, uh, in a prayer, he said, may we create or find margin. Mm. So in order for you to be able to be interrupted, cause you can't just not do the stuff you're responsible to do. Correct. You cannot just be irresponsible. Um, but how can we be responsibly listening to the Holy Spirit's guidance in our lives to create nothingness, to create downtime so that when the interruption comes, 
we actually can fulfill the call of God. Yes. So this goes to, you know, John Mark Comer's book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. A couple of things that he talks about there are, yes, uh, he talks about simplicity, which you and I have talked about a little bit yes. here, right? But, but sometimes yes. uh, there's, this, uh, there's this chain reaction gosh. of things that has to happen, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes we are so overcommitted, so overbooked, mm-hmm. so uh, inundated with the things that we quote unquote have to do. Yep. Uh, whereas if, if we would actually take an honest look at our schedule and say, all right, are there things that I can simplify? And I bet, I bet you for 99% of us, <laughs> there are things 100%. that we could do to, to simplify our lives, whether mm-hmm. this is in, in, in the area of possessions, man, I've got too many things. I mean, how much time am I spending maintaining the boat, maintaining the motorcycle, maintaining the, yeah. whatever the, yeah. the law and the property again, you mow your lawn. I'm not yeah. knocking it, but right. But if you look at everything that takes yeah. up our time, yep. what would it look like to reduce some of those things that require an output of energy? You know, How because, cool are because tiny homes? We're so, dude, my wife and I have talked about it. the only thing that I think would get in the way is, you know, we have a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. And, and Right now as, you do. Right now we do. And uh, eventually we'll probably have grandkids. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to like, be like, hey, we yeah. want, the, but I don't know. We'll see. Because yeah. we've talked about that. How yeah. cool would it be to just, psh, yeah. I've got two shirts and two pairs of pants. And do Bro, I need any more than that? You you <laughs> have hit on something that is just the Lord's been speaking to me in the last six months. It's, oh, uh, I know it's thing. I, I, it's one that continues to. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of regrets around that. I, I look at life in general. I look at the complexity of life and the way the choices that I've made over time, mm. and I can see where I have made it more complex and more challenging than maybe God wanted or intended for me. It could have been simpler. You know, this could have been simpler. This could have been a simpler thing. Um, and I do, I seek after that. That's that's something that uh, uh, I, I want to pursue. Well, I mean, you talk about uh, doing good works, being a force for good, right? From a time standpoint, from a resource mm-hmm. standpoint, mm-hmm. Uh, not living simply mm-hmm. gets in the way of that. Requires if, something if, of if you. If all of my mm-hmm. possessions, I mean, obviously they, they required finances to get them. Most mm-hmm. of them require finances to maintain them oh, yeah. or, you know, upkeep, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that reduces the amount of financial resources that I have to be a force for good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more things that I have to spend time on, that reduces my my scheduling capacity mm-hmm. to be a force for good. I don't have margin. I'm yeah. so I'm running from one thing to the next. Maybe there's an opportunity that God hands me on a silver platter yeah. to be a force for good, yeah. but I don't have any time. Yeah. I'm rushing on to the next mm-hmm. thing, and I and I, I can't actually engage in what he's He's asking and calling me to do. And, and I think that this is an authority issue. I think like we have to take authority over our lives and to say, um, I will be available. I'm. You have to choose it. Like you, mm-hmm. God isn't like just gonna magically do something to make you more available to minister to people. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to say, uh, you have to be able to create margin, which is what really stood out in John's prayer. Um, it coincides with this first question. Am mm-hmm. I open to the Holy Spirit interrupting? Um, and I, I, you just defined interrupting in a cool way because you're now you're talking about life design. You're talking about the simplicity, the way that we live. I mean, the clothing that we have, the number of cars that we have, boats, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Man, mm-hmm. that's real. <laughs> That's real, bro. Anything else on the Holy Spirit interrupting before we go to questions two and three? Uh, let's we got to wrap up. Yeah, let's bounce into those next couple of questions. Uh, number two, how am I living out my God-given calling? 
So I, I think the idea of being a force for good is, is to say, how am I being that force for good in the midst of the calling that God has on my life? How, how am I able to do what God has made me to do? And she spent a bunch of time in Ephesians chapter two, mm -hmm. you know, uh, speaking over us that, you know, God made us, what did he make us for? Good works. He made us for good works. Like this is, we are agents and this is a whole other thing eschatologically. So we look into the millennial period on earth, whatever your thing, thinking is in this, uh, most people will say it's a thousand year reign on this earth where Jesus will rule and reign uh, from Jerusalem. And those who have served him and love him will be emissaries in a sense, mm -hmm. serving during this thousand year period in some capacity of the kingdom being on earth. Uh, those could be some of the good works. Mm. Like you, even the 80, 90 years that we get here on earth. What about this millennial period? I mean, what has God prepared for us to do in that thousand years where we're not experiencing disease, death, or aging anymore? And what will we be doing? What will we be responsible for? Micah chapter four uh, talks about weapons of warfare being being beaten into, oh, turn the into agricultural uh, tools. So we go back to this agrarian sort of, uh, and there's, there are actually sacrifices that are taking place and there are feasts that are happening. Zechariah chapter uh, 12 talks about the feast of Sukkot or tabernacles. And those who do not come up to Jerusalem to offer this offering during the feast will be, will, will receive no rain on their land. This is during this thousand year. It's crazy. The things that'll be happening. I don't know. <laughs> So are we doing what God wants us to do? <laughs> <laughs> Number three, am I leaving a legacy that matters? And I have the word matters underlined mm. twice. Uh, it's easy to leave this legacy. We've talked about this legacy team, legacy idea of Matthew 25. Um, but what is, what is really, ma what really matters? And mm. like you said earlier, Josh, uh, about availability, it's the people. Mm -hmm. It's the people, not even followers of Jesus. It's the people that God has made in his image and our capacity to love and serve them. No, oh, it's good. Yeah. Great message, Pam. Yeah. She, we actually, we asked her to be on the podcast. She had a, she had a meeting this morning, so mm -hmm. she couldn't join us. Otherwise, uh, she has been a good. guest a couple times though. Yeah. It's always good to have her on here and, uh, yeah, good stuff, yeah, man. Pam is, Pam is, uh, I always say it the same way. She is whip smart, whip smart lady. Um, well, everyone, please like share and subscribe. You're doing such a great job. We are at 900. Yeah. Well, that was a few days. We might yeah. even be over. Who knows? Might be over. So when we get to that thousand subscribers on our YouTube channel that features all of the teaching ministry of radiant life, including radiant reflections, we're going to do something really, really, really cool. JB is going to do an interpretive dance about I, coffee. I probably <laughs> won't do that thing. He just said, although how cool though, if you did. I'm just saying. I think we would we would not only we would go into a negative subscriber base. Like it would show zero and I then think go the I other think way. it would go viral. <laughs> they would be okay. sending this to you. Do you know this new this new dance where the kids it's called slick back where there uh there's this rap song that's playing. I think there's some vulgar words in it, so watch yourself there. It's not a meme, but they're doing this like leg thing where it's mostly Asian people and they're they looks like they're floating. Like it's like a sideways moonwalk. It's so cool. I, I can't, I'm watching these people like, dude, dude. And they're just like, I'm still stuck at like the Macarena. 
Like no, that's bro. about the extent of when my. We shut this stuff off. I'm going to show you. This is okay. Really no, weird. No, I do love. So I would love to learn how to do I this. I love thing. the the history. I I tried to put together a game. This is super sideways. Tried to put together a game. Uh, for the youth group one time it didn't pan out because i couldn't get good quality images but like you you've got these periodic super random uh kind of dance related uh songs that just go viral you remember like the numa numa the romanian kid that did like the oh yeah 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 yeah. you know and he did like this super fun dance like that was crazy oh yeah bajillions Mm -hmm. uh uh pen pineapple apple pen have you seen this one Mm, no it's the it's it's a uh, Asian descent gentleman whatever I mean he's <laughs> the whole thing is pen pineapple apple pen boop, 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 boop. but then he's well, just, the one guy Asian guy on Gangnam style Gangnam style is what <laughs> I was thinking that was a whole thing that. now I think maybe they didn't dance but like uh, what does the fox say oh yeah yeah that one like these yeah. just these super shark baby random uh, videos and you're like yeah how how yeah. How did this become the thing? Yeah. So maybe your interpretive dance about coffee will be the thing. It will it will launch like a renaissance and like people will be burning cans of Folgers. They will only buy Josh. high quality coffee. JB, you're think pulling of, my heartstrings. Think of the potential. <laughs> you spread the good news. Of you good guys, coffee. you guys had JB. instant coffee last week, so. Oh, it was so it's so bad. Was it bad? It's so bad. It tasted awful. But now I will say this. It's better than Folgers. Sure. It's better than Folgers. Oh, sure, sure. Or Maxwell uh, House. Some of these or... high-end companies make instant coffees that are like cryogenically blah, blah, blah. Not genically. Is that right? Cryovac. Oh. They're, yeah. This was like nitrogen. It was sealed. It was. Yeah. 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 Yep. Anyways, like <laughs> and subscribe. Share this episode 54. <laughs> and Josh will be back with you next week. What's with... somebody? We don't know. Surprise guest. We'll see what happens. See you then. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out the Radiant Life Dot church. That's the Radiant Life dot church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at the Radiant Life dot church. That's podcast at the Radiant Life dot church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections. Radiant Reflections.